After generating over a million dollars in sales and selling one of her businesses with a single email, your host, Katherine Thompson, takes an unconventional approach to marketing and sales. So if you're ready to tap into a more powerful way to be seen, heard, and a sought-after entrepreneur in your industry without having to spend endless hours marketing your business and chasing clients, you're in the right place. Be the Sought-After Entrepreneur Podcast is here to help you ditch the cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all approach to marketing and use your unique energy to effortlessly attract the most aligned clients. When you do this, you can spend less time marketing your business and and more time doing your soul work and enjoying the richness of your life. Welcome to Be the Sought After Entrepreneur Podcast. And here's your host, Katherine Thompson. Hey, hey, Katherine here. I'm so glad you're tuning in. If you're new to the show, welcome, welcome. I'm super stoked that you're here. If you've been around for a bit, you know I'm all about keeping it real with you, showing you all sides of entrepreneurship and life. I mean, it's all connected, right? And for those of you that connect with me in the DMs, send me emails and let me know your biggest ahas, your takeaways, and how much each episode is meaning to you. This means the world to me. It just shows me that the content that I'm putting out is resonating. The guests I'm having on the show, you know, are connecting with you and and where you're at. And for those of you that have been connecting with me in the DMs and the emails, I'm seeing a bit of a theme or a pattern lately, and that is this itch or this desire or this inner knowing that you're meant for a hell of a lot more than maybe what your current reality is looking like. And for some of you, you've expressed wanting to take a drastic change and completely change what you're doing and completely pivot in maybe your life or your business. And for others, it's just this, you know, this desire to do more or to be more or to create more of a change in the world. And I so get that. But what I feel like oftentimes is, is we don't talk about what that expansion or that change or that complete pivot requires. It takes a lot of courage to expand into a higher potential. It takes a lot of courage to get more visible. It takes a lot of courage to completely shift maybe careers or business path or whatever it might be. You know, I dished a 15-year corporate career and nobody told me how hard it would be and difficult it would be to literally shed the identity that I had been living for 15 years, right? That corporate identity. There's a part of me, that identity that died when I ditched my career and opened my brick and mortar business. And I've since gone on to sell that business. So I call myself the queen of pivots. I call myself you know, the the queen of making quick change in life and business. But I rarely talk about the courage it takes to do that. And I kind of forget sometimes the courage. And so I'm really excited to have this particular guest on the show today because she's talking about how to relaunch with grace to reach your highest potential, whatever that might be. Her name is Hilary DeCesar, and she's an award-winning entrepreneur, a transformational neuro-certified coach, CEO of The Relaunch Co., She's a featured speaker in Silicon Valley and at conferences nationwide, as well as a relentless philanthropist as seen on the hit ABC show Secret Millionaire. 
And she's on a mission. She's made it her commitment to helping women fire up possibilities midlife, taking a time most try to bypass, and instead turn it into a time to focus on inspiring business ventures, have clarity in relationships, and instill how you are ultimately the creator of your purpose-aligned lifestyle and the life that you live. Hillary is so aligned with what I do. She recently also published a book called Relaunch, Spark Your Heart to Ignite Your Life. And I'm just so stoked to have her on the show to share with you how to relaunch. Even if you feel like you've hit midlife and you're like, am I too old to make a drastic change? Am I too old to reinvent myself? Hillary's going to tell you, absolutely not. And I cannot wait. So without further ado, let's welcome Hillary to the show. Cheers. Hey, hey, I am super stoked to have Hillary on the show today. I know you are going to uh, give our listeners a lot of useful and really amazing information on how to sort of pivot, change directions, uh, do what you want to do, follow and pursue your dreams. So without further ado, I'm just going to turn it over to you so that you can tell our listeners who you are and what you do. Ah, that's awesome. And as I like to say, it's really a relaunch, right? Yes, <laughs> given, totally. Given my, given my company is the Relaunch Co., given yeah. I'm the Relaunch Coach, I think that um, we're going to stick with that. But yes. yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of things going on in the world. Everyone is everyone is in some way, shape, or form going through a relaunch personally, globally. So much is happening in the world. And right now people are trying to figure out how do you actually do it and have some type of positive outcome, right? I mean, there's one thing about doing a relaunch and you're not, you know, the, the, the end result is not what you ultimately wanted. You're like, okay, well that really, you know, that really wasn't that great. So I like to make sure that if people are going to put their mind to something and they want change, they want to have a new version of identity for themselves. They want to have a new lifestyle of success for themselves. I like to guide people. I was about to say lead, but it's not lead. It's guide them to open up their own channels to give them the ability, no matter where you are. And yes, I've worked in the corporate world at a fortune 100 company Oracle for almost 10 years. I've launched many companies. I've been coaching for over 20 years in the Silicon Valley. And, you know, there's something that I know to be true after working with thousands of people. And that is bottom line. And and I love how you say it is that we are people. We are wanting to improve ourselves or we wouldn't be listening to your show. Thank you so much, Catherine, for putting this on. And let's, let's figure out, you know, we're all, you know, every day that goes by, we're getting older and we want to make sure that we're maximizing our time. Nobody wants to sit back and say, God, that was a big waste. That was a year, two years of a waste of my time. Let's start over, you know, looking back, gosh, I I wasted a whole lot of money there, whole lot of time, whole lot of energy. I mean, 
that's just like spins my head when I hear things like that. It's like, you know what, you've got three things that are the most important in your, in your life. And it's, you know, your time, your energy, and really your decisions that you're trying to make regarding your time and your energy. Right. Totally. Totally. And why do you feel like people don't make the pivot or scared of the pivot or, you know, I love how you say relaunch because oftentimes people can think of like, it's starting over or I'm like leaving the thing I've built for however many years. If you're in corporate for 20 years and decide, okay, I'm going to ditch that. It's like, you don't want to feel like you're starting over or everything you've done is a waste, but why do you feel like people are maybe don't have the courage or bravery to actually make that big relaunch or pivot? You know, I think it stems, and I can say this with assured, assuredness of around it, is that people are in fear. Yeah. And there's so much fear going on right now. And where, you know, where does fear actually come from? What What is fear? Fear is something that is in the future that you're worried about that hasn't taken place, right? It hasn't taken place yet yet you are worrying about it. You're doubting, you're in fear. And so when you think about that, and we all have, when we're young, we have these visions of where we're going to be at the age we're at right now. <laughs> and if, if you are not in that Oh, that nirvana spot where you're like, you're hitting, you know, you're hitting where you wanted to be in a relationships. You're hitting where you wanted to be in your, in your own life. You're not hitting it in your business. Then all of a sudden we have this fear that we failed ourselves in some way or another. And here's the greatest part about that is that you may not even know that this is happening, but it's happening behind the scenes. And I call them bugs, beliefs, underground surfacing and these, you know, beliefs, you have empowering beliefs and you have these negative little pesky beliefs, these bugs. And I help people uncover the root of what's really, truly holding you back. And it's usually, it's usually not what you think it is. That's like the most interesting part of this is that you can be like, well, I've been really, you know, going deep in myself. And I often say social media, they want you to, you know, be visible, get out there, do, you know, everything you can, you know, show up every day. And my philosophy is this. You got to be invisible before you can be visible and make an impact. And that starts with getting at your bugs, getting at them, realizing that they are actually what are keeping you from where you ultimately want to be and feel like at this point you'd like to be. I love that whole analogy. You've got to be invisible before you can be visible. And I recorded a podcast last week that dropped today and it was all around like the inspirational funk. Cause I get so many people that come to me and they're like, I'm in this funk and I feel like I have to show up all the time. And if I'm not showing up, I'm losing momentum and clients and all the sorts of things. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, well, first of all, as creators, as entrepreneurs, we're creative people. Otherwise we wouldn't be doing this work. And to believe that we have to be high vibe and inspired all the time is such a limiting belief, in my opinion, because even the greatest 
creators of musicians, writers, right? Like they'll go through these sort of funks. And so I love that analogy. Can we dive a little bit into like Ooh. what that means about being invisible before you can be visible and what you actually mean by that? Okay. So Catherine, yes, I have a book. I have ah, a book that I love finally, it. I submitted last <gasps> Friday Ooh. and I am still buzzing with the fact that this thing took 14, almost 14 months to really like get out there. And I go deep into it in the book and it's going to be, it's it, the name is relaunch, spark your heart to ignite your life. And where it came from takes me to the invisible. So can I tell you a very yeah. quick story? All right. So we have a cabin and it's a cabin that's been in the family for 85 years. It's up in the Sierras in California. And my grandparents built it with their own hands. My dad learned how to walk up there. I learned how to walk up there. It's a summer cabin. And every summer we as a family would go up there and we would open up the cabin. It would only be really useful, you know, used for three months. And this about three years ago, my brother, my only brother, my only sibling, my son, my dad, and my stepmom went up to open it. And my daughters, I couldn't go. My daughters couldn't go. It's just one of those like weird situations where we all didn't go. So they get up there. It's pouring rain and the lake is called Silver Lake. So just imagine in your mind, silver popping off of the you know rocks and gorgeous and all this. But this day it was raining and it was cold and there is no, you know, this is no electricity. It's all gas. And so they walk into the cabin and it usually has a pungent smell of gas, like kind of that like winter, like air it out. But this time... There was something a little bit more about it. So they opened the doors, but again, it was raining. It was cold. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, we didn't plan for this type of weather. And my dad goes to light the stove and it's a gas stove and it kind of bursts up about 12 inches. He's like, whoa. And at that point, everybody is right. You know, we're, they're all right in the little teeny kitchen. You can imagine teeny, 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 barely fit all of them. And there was this huge rumbling underneath the cabin. And the crazy part is that it is on granite rock. So to have this thing rumble, 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 my brother looks at my dad. And normally we are very much like, let's get this job done. We're, you know, finishing this. We're not leaving until it's done, you know, kind of that, you know, all for one, one for all, let's do this. Let's do that. And my brother said, you know, I just have this like gut feeling, like, I think we should come back next week. Let's bring someone who really knows what's going on. And my dad, who is do not leave something until it is a you know 100% finished said, you know what? I think you're right. So they get in the car, everyone gets in the car and they're driving down the hill and a big um, fire truck whizzes by. And my dad looks at my brother and says, I think we need to go back. And by the time they pulled up, it was one to two minutes of watching it completely burn to the ground. And so it had blown up and thankfully, because we live in a very, very dry, dry forest, it was yeah. pouring rain, right? Or the whole forest would have been gone. But here's the thing. 
I got the call and my brother said, Hey, Hill, silver's gone. And I remember saying, you know, what, what do you mean silver's gone? Like, what does that even mean? And he said, it literally blew up. And we were out of the house by not even 10 to 15 minutes when it happened. And I, all of a sudden, I mean, it was one of those sliding glass door moments. I had the visions of everything our family had done in this cabin. I had had the vision of my, my family, right? My closest family members there standing there rumbling and then leaving and having it blow up. And this whole thought of what really is the most important? Is it the visible of having the cabin or is it the invisible of the memories that we are going to remember and that we are going to create in the future? And it's kind of like this this circular, like almost this, this vortex that I was in trying to figure out like, what does this all mean? So we went to work trying to rebuild this cabin and it was a absolute bear because when they built it, as I said, 85 years ago, very, very different than now there's the yellow spotted frog. There's the, you know, the, the forest service, there's all these people that do not want you to build anymore. Yeah. And we finally got it built. It was built four days before my big, big birthday, one of these milestone birthdays. And I had 40, 30 people plus, you know, a few extras, about 40 people total at this event, sitting on this new porch, thinking about it at that point being very visible. And the crazy thing is that not even four days after we got back from this big birthday, I got a call from my mom and my mom, my grandma, my great grandmother, everyone in our family lives into the hundreds, every single person everyone. So for me, my identity is around heck, you know, at that point I'm 50, I'm going to live to hundred. I'm only halfway done. You know, I'm like, woohoo. And my mom says, Hillary, I've got really bad news. I'm like, what? And she said, I have stage four colon cancer. I'm like, what? You just walked around seven miles around Silver Lake during my birthday. What are you talking about? And again, it was this moment of invisible to visible to invisible and living with this. And I, and I, this is when I started to write the book is right after she passed, she passed 14 months later. Wow. And it was one of those moments where I was holding her hand as she passed through that invisible, you know, veil. It was such an incredible experience, but when I started to really become aware of people coming to me, talking about their transitions, wanting to have transformations around some of the most impactful things that you've ever been through, that they've been through. I realized that so many of us are, you know, putting this completely false facade out there that it's not who we are. It's not what we are. It's not how we want to be perceived. It's this fictitious state of something that is visible but it's so far from who you really are. So when I started to look at it and I thought, you know, when have the most incredible things in my life happened? It's when it was these like incredible moments in time that I could then remember in this invisible state. And I'm like, God, how do you help yourself? Like when you lose a parent, when you lose a child, when you lose, you know, you're, you're going down a battle of your own health, you lose your company or you have these 
impactful moments of relaunches in your life, it's not about going outside of you. It is 100% going inside of you that matters. Yeah, such a beautiful story. And and it's so true because I feel like, you know, so much of the work that I do with people is to really help them peel back the layers so that they can articulate who they truly are, be the fullest expression of who they are in their marketing and sales, right? And not be, not over glamorize what they're doing or not putting on this facade or wearing the masks or being over performative because they feel like that's the way they need to be in order to sell what they're selling and, and do that. And it's so true about that sort of like the invisible piece. And I love the bit about your cabin and how you're like, it, it was a cabin and it blew up, but everybody, so many of my closest people were standing there right before it happened and how as entrepreneurs, we often attach ourselves to the things that actually don't really matter. The money, the number of clients, you know, we, we make that the determinant of our success. And then we chase that when really it's the invisible stuff that really, truly does matter. And if you actually take that one step further, because yeah. I, love, I love what you just said. If you really think about money and money being energy, which we hear all the time, yeah. energy is in the form of being invisible, but the presence is so visible under microscopes, under, you know, I mean, it's just what is visible is what we perceive it to be with our sight. And you also talk about, you know, kind of this idea of when you get up and, you know, communication styles and, you know, that you have less than seven seconds to make an impact. And if that, if what you said really matters, it's kind of like, really? But these words are are irrelevant. It's really how your body is putting it out, how your energy is. And I love um, just this morning I was uh, doing a, a, a coaching session and the and the gal said, so right now I'm I'm really feeling like I'm almost embarrassed at how much I've spent and my company. And I've, I'm almost embarrassed by like, you know, even like sharing that I put so much in and there's nothing to gain. There's like, I can't show anything for it. And come on, everyone. We all have put, we've all like invested in that course. We've done this. We've done that. And you're like, Oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> and so I just, you know, I said to her, I said, you know what? you're sitting here saying you've invested so much. What have you invested in that has been, that has made a difference, that has, you know, been impactful for you? And, you know, she said the nicety of like, what, I, what I'd like her to say, right? Working with yeah. you, Hillary. But then what really came out is that people want fast success. Yeah. And if you think about, and, and again, having been doing this for so long, it's, it's those anomalies that really make it in anything sooner than the three to five years. It, it takes a long time. And here's the best part. When you think about those people out there, like Marie Forleo, like uh, Gary Vandercheck, um, oh gosh, Amy Porterfield, all these like very impressive people, they've been doing it more than 10 years. This is not like some, you know, woohoo, this thing just happened and follow me because, you know, I, 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 it, you know, get in, get into my, you know, my Peloton, get behind me, let the wind blow you and carry you with me. They've worked hard, but we don't ever see somebody's, you know, we think of that their 
end success should be our beginning success, right? Where we are right now, I want to be like them. Well, no joke, we all do, but stay your course and don't try to be like somebody else. You need that as, you know, marketing your unique selling proposition. What makes you different? You know, if you look at the coaches right now, I think that, you know, people are getting uh, coaching certificates and they're doing it, you know, in, in a two day period, you know, even sometimes in hours, Oh, I'm certified now. And, and I sit there and I say, you know, at some point you want to be following someone who really has the chops, who really understands what, you know, what is going on, how you're going to be able to do it, how you're going to improve. But there also is an energy about the connections that you have with your clients, the connections that you're meeting. And, and so when you sit there and you say your unique selling proposition and you're trying to be like somebody else, that's their energy. Totally. Want that. That's like not even your energy. You can't be that person. Yeah. Be your own. And that's why I say, gosh, find your invisible, like amazingness. And then and then become like that superhero out there. You know, yeah, you're invisible, but only for a short amount of time. Yeah. And that fast success, you know, I think that's probably the hardest adjustment I've had to make in the online space because I worked in corporate for 15 years. I ditched that. I went into entrepreneurship and I opened a wine business. And so I was producing and making wow. wine for four and a half years. Ooh, and then I lucky sold- you. <laughs> yeah. awesome. It's it was awesome, but it was a lot of work. And uh and it and the lifestyle of it was not aligned with what we wanted to live, ultimately, is why we sold it. But but it it gave me a lot of like lessons for sure. And I'm glad I learned I stepped into that arena first in the brick and mortar offline space because when I hit the online space, I was like what's going on here? Like, what is this fast success? I've been working my whole life and mastering my craft. And I entered the online space and, and in coaching, I, I hear that a lot from my clients too, is like, they're either uh, guilty of the money they've put in to invest in their learning and knowledge and mastery and all of that. Or they've been in business for six months and they're like, why am I not making multiple six figures? And I'm just like, well, have you been doing this for like, how many years have you actually been doing it? Um, and so I really appreciate that you said that because I think there's perspective there that everybody needs to have coming into business that there, it is a three to five year growth span. Right. Um, and probably sometimes beyond that and without, without a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. And, and, you know, one thing that you did say that I think is, is so important is that you were able to take corporate experience then your brick and mortar experience, and then leverage all the things that you've learned. Some of the, you know, some of the things that we have to realize is, you know, it takes time. It takes time to understand the foundational work. How many, how many times do I have people come to me and they're, oh my God, I was killing it. I was already up to, you know, mid six figures and I haven't been doing it very long. And then things just like fell out. I can't quite figure it out. And my big thing is, let's talk about the foundation. What foundation do you have that you can actually scale on what you're trying to do? Because fast success is actually sometimes more detrimental to your business than that slower, you know, steadier pace where then you rocket ship. 
Totally. But you have the the foundation set up. I mean, that's the key. And I I look at now when I first start working with anyone, I say um, in the, if they're the entrepreneurs, I say, are you, what, what type of entrepreneur are you? And they kind of look at me like, what, what kind (laughs) of entrepreneur? I'm an entrepreneur, Hillary. And I say, okay. So if I were to say, instead of entrepreneur, just the preneur, are you a solopreneur? Are you a soul, S-O-U-L-preneur? Are you a purposepreneur? Are you, what is it? Are you a creativepreneur? I, I like to be able to say, now let's get really clear on that because if you fall in one of the buckets and you haven't had the underlying experience, then you can be really good at the creative part but you still have to understand how to run a business. And how many times do, you know, engineers come to me and they've got these great ideas, great companies, great everything, but they don't have a clue about running a business, right? Yeah, totally. And you, and we hear that, I say this all the time to my clients. I'm like, you're the visionary of your business. Like you are the creative visionary. So yes, I, I don't, I don't doubt that you hate the details and having to like dot your I and cross your T and do your taxes and do all of the tech work and whatever, (laughs) you know, like I get it. Right. So, and in the early stages of business outsourcing and hiring a big team or a team in general is likely not an option to kind of get the business off the ground and going. And so it is that foundational work, uh, that is so, so needed. What do you feel like is, um, you know, if somebody's wanting to make like relaunch or pivot or change course or direction, what would you say to them to kind of help them go in that direction or pursue that? So I have a seven step process Yeah, and I actually, if people are really interested in just hearing the detail, I have a radio show on uh, voice America and it's called the relaunch. Love it. <laughs> go <figure. laughs> Yeah. And it was the episode that I did uh, last week around, you know, Thursday, what is it like May 8th or May, May 12th. But I want you to be really thinking about first and foremost, the most important step is kind of that decision that you're going to not let the past hold you back, right? We often talk about victim versus victor and a victim is looking at things in a very like, oh, that's, you know, it was them, that blame, that shame, that I was a failure, that didn't work out. And I always love when you can start to flip, and I call it the relaunch flip. When you take a time in your life that is still, you can feel it in your body, right? That invisible, like that feeling is, you know, happening, whether it's in the neck, whether it's in your chest, whether it's in your stomach, whether it's in, you know, pointing your body, something is still holding you back, right? So when you can, you know, those um, big buttons that have the red reset button, think of it like smacking that reset button. That's what you're doing. You are literally at the point of establishing the fork in the ground. You're hitting that reset button and you're saying, you know what? The past is not going to define you any longer. And then there's a process to get you through. And many times, many, many, many times in that very first one or two steps, it it leads right back to your bugs, to your beliefs underground surfacing. If you're not able to get 
from high five figures to six figures to mid six figures to seven figures. And there's always these gates that I find, you know, when I'm, when I'm, helping people along that there's, you know, the gate of, you know, when you first get to the million, then the 2.5 million, then the 10 million, there's the gate when you're first starting to get to six figures. I mean, there's all these gates. And so once you can say, all right, why isn't it working? Well, what's going through my mind? What am I really feeling? And I have a process that ties into the seven steps of the relaunch effect. And it's, it's very much written out in this book I yeah. mentioned the relaunch and it's called 3HQ and it's probably the thing that I'm most proud of because it's come over 20 years of development and a whole lot of uh, processes and just trying to really get through it but 3HQ is really you got to get out of your head out of those bugs get out of your own way head to the heart to your why to understanding that your emotional baggage trauma is just that we've got to release it we got to get rid of it how do you do it how do you do it in a way that you know is authentic to you and then you go head to the heart to the higher self and that's your greater you know that's the greatest self that's your higher self it's where you tap into what i think is the most incredible tool for business and life that we all have which is our intuition And when you put all three of these in alignment, that's when you can start to harness and leverage your intuition. And just like a muscle, you got to build it up because for so many of us, we're like, ah, not listening to that. Nope. Don't like it. Don't know what that is. I've listened before and it didn't work out for me. My intuition is really not right. And that's not the case. It's always your interpretation of what happened was mistaken. And so once you can get back to harnessing your intuition, taking the steps to leverage it, that's when your business starts to just take off and you can manifest. I call it, you know, you're, you're a manifestation magnet. It's when what you're putting out there, it just is like, it just draws into it. You know, it's like, okay, now I want this for my business. And this is what, this is what starts to happen when you use the three HQ in all areas of your life. Yeah. So beautiful because I think another thing, a misconception that a lot of entrepreneurs have, I think, especially in the online space is that, you know, at some point when you hit that six figures or multiple six or seven figures, you know, or multiple millions and is that they have it all figured out, but at each level, there's a new gate or bugs that you're going to deal with every time you up level there's more things that you have to deal with. And so I love that you touch on that because again, I, I have a lot of clients that are always like, well, I felt like I dealt with that or now I'm dealing with this thing. And like, does it ever end? And it's always sort of a work in progress. It, you know what? You just nailed it. This is not something that I call it hell in the hallway. Yeah. And you just keep closing the doors. Just keep shutting those doors. Don't, don't, you know, don't let yeah. that out. Good grief. We don't want to open that door because who knows what's behind that one. Yeah. And here's what happens. You can close the door, but those bugs will go under the door. They'll go out the little keyhole. They'll eventually come out. And as much willpower as you think you have, I've been studying neuroscience for 10 years. I've have a degree in psychology. I've always been fascinated with this. Those bugs will always come out unless you work on 
actually blasting them, actually getting rid, becoming the ghostbuster of your own beliefs, of yeah. your own, you know, bugs. You have to take ownership of these because just as, you know, a lot of times people say, I really want to, you know, I, I'm just going to will myself. I really want to have a really amazing relationship. I'm going to, you know, put everything out there. I'm going to elevate myself. And then you're across from this incredible person and you say something and you're like, what, what, <laughs> like, how come, who said that? Right. Or you do something in your business and you're like, what, that was the dumbest thing I could have done. What the heck was I thinking? Those are bugs. Yeah. Those are, those are your subconscious brain trying to keep you safe and familiar in your comfort zone. It does not want you to move ahead. It doesn't want you to have any more success than you've already had. And so it will continue. It's like when you go to bed at night and you're in the kitchen and you have like a little piece of a muffin or something on your countertop and you're like, oh, I'll take care of that tomorrow morning. And then in the morning you see like millions of ants and you're like, God, I should have dealt with that last night. You know, you just, it's one of those that you have to be aware that your bugs will roar their ugly heads when you're actually starting to do really well. Cause that's when your subconscious says, Hey, you're doing really well. You might be able to handle something that is now not quite where it should be. You might be able to, you know, handle this repressed memory. You might be able yeah. to handle this trauma that, you know, you thought, oh yeah, I haven't thought about that in years. And then all of a sudden you're in such a great place. You're like, everything's going fantastic. I've had two great quarters in a row, you know, my life. It's like, oh, I don't want to jinx it. How many times have I heard that? I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to really talk about it because things are so good. Yeah. And then they're not. And something happens. You're like, what the heck? How did this happen? Yeah. In the brick and mortar, I remember that was like, you know, before you even open the doors, it's like, okay, is this going to work? Is this going to be successful? Are we going to make sales? And it's that fear of like, is it going to work? And then when it starts to work and you start seeing the sales roll in, then you're like, is it all going to go away? When's the floor going to drop out? When's the shoe going to drop? And I know that was my biggest thing was like, okay, <laughs> I could see the bugs coming out in that um, yeah. for sure. And Catherine, yeah. and Catherine, that whole concept that you just said this, yeah. oh my gosh, it, it ties right back to, and I know you've covered it so many times on your show, you know, that your money stories, you know, who said what, when you were young, how you don't even think, no, no, no. I've never even, I've never thought about that. Like, I don't believe that, but guess what? We, when we have a thought and an emotion that repeats over time, that's your belief system. Whether you like it or not, that is how we are wired and our belief maps to our identity. And so if you're, you know, cruising, cruising, everything is great. God, I've just had, you know, everything is like, it couldn't be any better. Woo! Let's yeah. celebrate. And then you celebrate and said, I never should have celebrated because now look what happened. Yeah. You know, I threw it out there that I was, you know, too, I was too confident. No, it has to do with your subconscious. It is always right there waiting, waiting yeah. to make sure that it is, wait a second, Catherine's doing too well. Oh my gosh, she's going in that direction. She's, oh, she's really, oh my God, she's just passed another gate. Let's bring her back. Yeah. And that happens and it happens in every area of our life. And so that's why I always say, let's start 
by being invisible. Let's take you back. Let's take you back to some of these, you know, uncomfortable conversations. Let's build the foundation. And people will say, well, Hillary, I'm, you know, I've got a seven-figure business. Why do I want to go backward? Because again, you've built the foundation on sand. Yeah. And anything on sand. I grew up in LA, earthquake, you know, yeah. central. And so when we built the house, when we built a house, we put like 30 foot rebars into the ground, you know, let's really make sure that, you know, this can withstand any type of San Andreas earthquake. Like we are, and that's what we forget to do. We forget that this is what is going on in your life. This is who you are. This is like, take it back through the decades and see what, where, and how these beliefs have played out. And you'll start to realize what, uh oh, oh my God, didn't have a clue that, oh, whoa, wait, it goes way back. So. Yeah. yeah. And I love that you say, you know, I have a seven figure business and why do I need to even look at the foundation? And I know this from experience of building the brick and mortar it wasn't sustainable. The foundation that we had built, the more we scaled, the more work we had to put in or the more money we had to pour out to people to produce the wine for us. And it was like, how is like, so the more we, like, this is not a great foundation that we're on and how do we reduce costs and increase profits and all of that without, yeah, you know, pouring money into hiring and training staff. It just was not a sustainable business model. Um, even though financially we were selling, 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 you know, and, but yet it still was not a very sturdy business model foundation. Um, and so I love that you say that because I think that a lot of people that I coach build that business on hustle and grit and -hmm. then they, and they're successful at it but it's not sustainable. And then they get to six figures, multiple six figures, seven figures. And they're like, this sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm burnt out. Yeah. Is this really what I I'm, I'm working this hard to not bring home any profits. My net profits are like, I can't tell you, this is where, when you start to compare yourself and you start to look at others and you're like, Oh God, it just coming. It's coming so easy for them. You have no idea how many people have built these facades up and it, it's like a movie um like a, a universal studios right in los yeah. angeles where you know it looks all good as you're going down that fancy little street and then you open up the door and there's nothing behind it yeah. that's what so many people have gone and done and but they still on the outside are sitting there like oh look at what i've done and more you know more programs and more this and more that but again they keep going and there will be that point where that that, you know, that wall, that, that, that facade, it, it breaks down. You can't sustain it. You're working so many hours and you're, it's not in alignment. You talk three HQ, that scenario in itself is, you know, so relevant because you're not, you're not where your why is you're no longer like, you know, this idea of like, I want to, you know, help all these people and have them, you know, be able to live their, you know, greater lives, but yet you're miserable. You can't pay the bills. You're trying to figure out like, you know, how am I going to really keep this open? How am I going to pay payroll? That's when you have to realize that, you know what, we got to, we got to take a step back. We got to go, like I said, become invisible so that then great. 
And how many people feel like, you know, they're, they're frauds or they're, um, you know, they, they don't have the confidence to go out there because they don't have the necessary foundational experience in business. Right. And I'm not saying you have to have an MBA. I'm not saying you have to have, you know, that, but you have to have core fundamental um, ideas around how do you increase business? How do you look at lead generation and marketing and sales and leadership and time management and mindset? You know, 95% of everything is about how you come at it, your mindset. If you don't have those core fundamentals, and I have this thing called sexy spreadsheets because well, I figured, you know what, who, who likes spreadsheets? I mean, yeah. unless you're in accounting, unless you're, you know, even like those people who come to me, they're like, all right, seriously. So I call them these sexy spreadsheets because when you actually have a grasp of everything that you are tracking in your business, there is an empowering, there is this like, I'm a badass chuck. I know my, I know my numbers. I know my KPIs, my key performance indicators. I know my business. And when you can literally say, honestly, to yourself, I know my business. I know strategically how I am going to get from A to Z of where I'm going. I call them these scazy goals, these scary and crazy goals, like planet scazy is out there and the relaunch rocket is going to get you there. But guess what? You got yeah. to admit that you don't know everything you're going to, you should know at this point, and that's okay, but don't try to avoid it. You avoid it. It will come back. It will absolutely bring you down. And at that point, you're, you're 10 steps further behind than ahead. Totally. And the numbers piece is huge. And I know a lot of listeners are those creative visionaries, right? And so the details of the numbers and my father's an accountant. So I grew up with accounting in my life. Yeah, totally. yeah. And managing money and whatnot. But even me going into a brick and mortar, we were so bogged down with the day-to-day -day work that the numbers piece of it for about four to six months. And then we're like, okay, hey, we got to get a grip on these numbers because you can't grow, you can't measure, right? And it's so true. Is that just knowing knowing your numbers and knowing the insides out of them is like a huge part of that foundation. Um, and for the creative and visionary people out there, I know you're, it's like cringy, but I love that you call it the sexy spreadsheets because yes, not many people like spreadsheets. I actually Nobody just, would ever say that, right? <laughs> yeah, I actually just finished my taxes, uh, and sent it to my dad and it's all in this beautiful spreadsheet. He'll be so proud of me because yeah, he's and usually empowering. It right? is empowering. You're feeling, you're feeling a little sexy right now. I get it. Totally. <laughs> And you can just see it at a glance, right? You can see where, you know, obviously where money's going out, money's coming in, right? Like how do you reduce costs if you don't even know what you're spending every month, right? You've no and idea. it is so easy to keep spending. Totally. Like if, I just, if I just do this, yeah. if I just do that, if I just hire this one more person, oh, he's, she's brilliant. This is going to be, you know, and that's, it, it never works out that way. If you are starting to all of a sudden feel like you're behind the eight ball, then trust me when I say step away from the pool table, like just <laughs> at this point, just take a step back and say, you know what, this is when I now need to start really focusing. And, and by the way, there is that empowering moment. There is the energy that literally switches for you. And yeah. that's the greatest part. Once you take back the, you know what? I'm not out of control. I'm in control. There is a shift that happens. And that's where the relaunch 
You know, we, we talk about live now, love now, relaunch now, right? It's like, you got to start living again, being in your business and giving it, you know, the, the hours upon hours and not loving anything that you're doing, right? It's like it, it bottom line, it sucks. And so when you think about the words, these are not just words like live this, and this is that live now you've got to be living again. You've got to be like, you know what? I like life. And then, you know, the, the concept of like, take, be willing, be willing to be invisible. Yeah, I love it. And we've talked about and covered so much. And I know the listeners are going to love this episode. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up? You know what? I would love to, if you found the whole 3HQ interesting and exciting, um, please go to our website, therelaunchco.com. And that's where you can follow us and get, you know, I think the book comes out June 9th. I was going to ask. So, yeah, <laughs> June 9th. And I think the ebook is starting out at 99 cents. So, hey, no Brilliant. excuses, everybody. No yeah. excuses. Come on, let's all do this. Yeah, and totally. So, um, yeah. So I would say, you know, that that is where, you know, I, I'd like to I'd like to share that it's it's open for everybody. And that's awesome. the greatest part. So awesome. And we'll definitely link that up in the show notes. And do you have a link for your book as well that we can link up in the show notes too? Or does that come available once it launches? Well, actually that would be on, you can join the wait list Perfect. on okay. the uh, www.therelaunchco.com. And there's a wait list right there to get every little bit of all the goodness, all the freebies, all the different Brilliant. things that we're going to be offering a free workshop around 3HQ um, to just go along and to make sure that people are really embracing this whole idea and leveraging your intuition. Like, you know, how do you even begin to start to do that? And we walk you through all of that. And what happens when, you know, some of these things, the relaunches come your way and how do you, how do you stay in that alignment so that you're not totally like crashing and burning, you know, when you all of a sudden notice like, oh my God, I've got it. I've got a bug. What do you do? We walk you through all of that. It's all in the book. It's the exercises. And I've gone through the details of explaining, you know, why this is so important. Brilliant, brilliant. We will, yeah, link all of that up in the show notes. And then for people to connect with you on social, where are you located on social media? Instagram and it's the Relaunch Co. Brilliant. We'll also oh, definitely. And and let me know when you're there. Say, hey, I heard you at 3HQ. Yeah. 3HQ, baby. <laughs> right? This is good. And, yes. the, and one other quick thing that I just wanted to say is that, you know, where I came up with the 3HQ yeah. is that everyone um, has heard of IQ. It was a big thing in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, right? How intelligent are you? What problem solving, you know, ways do you have? And then in the 90s, it became all about EQ and your emotional quotient. And And they ran in silos. And with today's world, it's no longer a new normal. It's a new different. And the new different is a 3HQ. It's individual first. And then it's about 3HQ teams in your business. Love it. Love it. And thank you for sharing that little tidbit about it. Because yeah, I was forgot to completely ask you about what the ref like what what you why you came up with it and how you came up with it so awesome it's been such a pleasure uh chatting Um, with you today and i know yeah our listeners are gonna love this one so thank you Catherine. thank you so much for having me on 
Okay, if this podcast resonated with you and you're like, heck yes, Catherine, I am so ready to relaunch, to go after the thing that I want, to expand my reality to my highest potential, and to maybe even completely pivot what I've been doing in life and business, I would love for you to shoot me a DM and let me know what that big audacious vision or mission is and what you're going after. I love connecting with you guys in the DM, so I would love to hear from you. Now on to episode number 56. We have another special guest on, of course, as always, and I feel like we're on a bit of a book theme here, but Jamie Wolf, the owner of Million Dollar Story Agency and best-selling author, is coming on to share how to publish a USA Today best-selling book that generates high-ticket clients without even knowing how to write. She's an amazing uh, author. She's an amazing business owner. And I cannot wait for you guys to hear what she has to say. So be sure to tune in to next week's episode if you want to know and learn how to publish your own best-selling book. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss it. Cheers. Thanks for listening. We'll see you right back here next time. You can also find us on social media at Creatively Owned and online at creativelyowned.com. Until next time, keep showing up as your authentic self.